Hello, my name is Carrie, and this is the Blanky Blog. I'm so glad we found each other. In recent episodes, I've talked about my adventures with emotional freedom techniques, EFT, sometimes called tapping. In episode 18, I described teaching EFT classes at a grief conference. In episode 20, my history with EFT. And in episode 21, I taught you basic EFT as developed by Gary Craig. This time, I'm going to tell you about some, I think, interesting surprises along the way. If this is your first exposure to the Blanky blog and you've never heard of EFT, you might want to listen to one of the earlier editions to get some context. Or not. Up to you. My prayerful tapping sessions, as I call them, are confidential, but I think I can give you enough general detail so these stories make sense. General detail. I think you know what I mean. I take notes in each session so I can track our progress. I don't write many details of the offending event, but I do list all the emotions that are brought up. We choose which to address first, then second, etc. I write down the intensity numbers of each of those feelings each time we pause. It's a flowchart of the conversation. Very early on in my EFT experience, I tapped with a friend just as a favor, because she was curious, not to mention tied up in knots. She recalled and reported an event that angered her at a 9 out of 10 intensity. That's mad. Her frustration was 10 out of 10. She had the clenched fist to prove it. I kept notes as usual. After about six minutes of tapping, her demeanor completely relaxed. She told me she felt no anger nor frustration about the offending event at all. Then she looked at me as if I was crazy. I was never upset about that, she said. Why did you ask me to tap on that? It doesn't bother me at all. Well, now, I said, it doesn't bother you any more. You were livid just a few minutes ago. No, no, no. I showed her my notes. I don't know why you wrote those things, Carrie. I've never been angry about that silly situation. I was so confused I later called my coach. Ah, you have encountered the apex effect. Sometimes the brain cannot accept that strong emotion can be neutralized so rapidly, so it makes up other stories. For example, that I was making it up. Fascinating. I have not offered to tap with her again. I wonder how her brain could have insinuated I was lying if I had recorded the whole session. Hmm. Another time, a young woman had felt humiliated by her coach. She had lost many nights of sleep over his insulting remarks and was yelling at me, well, not really at me, over the phone. She had considered quitting the team or citing the incident to the athletics director. One problem was that her rage had prevented her from problem-solving clearly. It took a little while to address all the aspects of this demoralizing event. It was gratifying to hear her say the triggers were gone. She had regained her senses. 
Then she yawned loudly, said, Yeah, he shouldn't have said that, and I know how I'm going to address it. No problem. Excuse me. <sighs> I need to go take a nap now. And she did. She reported enjoying one of the longest, deepest naps of her life, waking, feeling refreshed. Amazing how we can rest when our sympathetic nervous system isn't stuck on fight mode. One friend needed to get over her aversion to eggs. Her dietician said she needed more protein and she wanted to eat eggs, but she could not make herself do it. She identified the original offending eggs. They were runny and undercooked, and she had been forced to finish eating them anyway. Blah. I'm pleased to report that she now has a vast repertoire of delicious egg recipes and can't understand why she ever had an aversion to them. Our brains are fascinating. We don't need to be limited by all these stories in our unconscious mind. But we are. Until we aren't. Which brings me to my final story. First, I want to remind you that you can share a tapping success story at theblanky.blog in comments with this episode or on the Blanky Blog Facebook page. Or if you have any questions, ask away. I might not answer the same day, but I'll answer you. And as always, thank you for listening and liking and reviewing and sharing if you feel inclined. A woman came to me with an incident that had bugged her for years. Really bugged her. She described it as an obsession. To you or me, it might sound like a minor incident. Certainly not worth much bother. But her bother had reached epic proportions. I suspect she agreed to try EFT only to shut up her friend who persistently recommended it. Not a recipe for success, right? I was not sure this simple process could separate her from this identity of anger she had created for herself. Forty-five minutes later, she was yelling at me. I'm not mad anymore. I'm not mad anymore? Are you telling me in less than an hour you were able to help me dissolve this anger? Are you kidding me? Instead of months of therapy and lots of other techniques, this stupid tapping thing cleared it? I wasted so much money. I wasted so much time. This is unbelievable. I said, if it would make you feel better, I could charge you lots and lots of money. Would that help? Or maybe we need to tap on how mad you are at me now. It is not uncommon for people to laugh and laugh and laugh when they are freed from a paralyzing trigger. And finally, that is what she did. She laughed until she cried. Of course, EFT worked in this case because it was one very specific event. EFT does not take the place of professional help particularly if you have been diagnosed with a complex problem or disorder. But for those straightforward aggravations, humiliations, frustrations, fear that originated with a specific event, try it.
consider yourself tucked in. Help me to settle down. Help me to settle down. I get so wired and then I'm just tired. Help me to settle down. Help me to let it go. Help me to let it go. I keep holding on, though the insult is gone. Help me to let it go. Help me to breathe. Help me to breathe. Help me to settle down.